0: This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. I'd like to ask our youth leaders, Tyler and Nicole, uh, to come up. And can y'all just quickly stand and honor them this morning? Come on. Come on. Y'all come on up. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good, people. Don't forget your microphone. Let me tell you something uh, that, that's awesome about this couple. Uh, y'all have heard me brag on them in the past, but they love your children. If you have kids in the youth ministry, they love your kids. Uh, Nicole is homegrown. Whenever we say that, Nicole's been in this church since you were how old? Since she was seven. Uh, there's Hannah, and and then you've got the other two girls that have pretty much been here about their whole lives. Um, you know, the average stay for a youth pastor in churches in America is one year. That's sad. But it's good to have people that are homegrown, that are Church Alive DNA, that their heart is this house and not looking for another gig. Amen? And so that means they're investing into your, into your teenagers. But this morning, I just wanted to honor you all. Thank you for what you do. Uh, thank you for your awesome leadership. And so uh, I'm going to turn it over to them this morning.
1: The title of today's message is Made to Win. Made to Win. So we want you guys to win in life, okay? So victory, everybody likes to win, right? Everybody, right? I mean, I'm kind of a sore loser if Felicia was in here. Uh, we played Monopoly, and um, I hate to lose. So I'll just leave it at that. I'll do whatever it takes to win. But uh, victory feels good. Nobody likes to lose. So this doesn't mean that we're not going to lose sometimes. Uh, Because life will have its struggles even as a Christian, okay? First verse we got today is John chapter 16, verse 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Let me back up, back up. Did he say, he said, in this world, you might, you might have some trouble? No. He said, you will have some trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So, God has already won. He has already won. And He wants us to be blessed and victorious as well. So, today's message is going to be in Joshua chapter 1.
2: You probably know Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. That's really popular. Um, but. We want to give you a recap really quickly. So um, we've come to the part of the story in the Bible where we've had the first five books, and they're called the Torah, and that's really how God has led the nation of Israel up until this point, right? And so Israel had been in slavery in Egypt for a long time, and then the Lord delivered them from that, and now we've moved on and they've wandered in the desert for 40 years because they've been disobedient. But finally... Sixth book of the Bible, Joshua, come on. It's like, all right, we're finally going to get to this promised land that we've been talking about for a real long time. And so um, we've come to the part of the story where they are ready to claim the promised land, and Joshua is going to lead them to that point after Moses' death. So we'll read. Today we're going to be in Joshua 1. Um, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan and you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Moses, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So in summary, God is saying, all right, Moses is passed on. Joshua, it's your time to lead people to the promised land. And so this Joshua 1 is not the first part of Joshua's story we've seen in him. This is Joshua stepping into what his purpose is. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, Let me tell you one thing before Tyler gets into main point one. That at this point in his life, Joshua is about 80 years old. 80 years old. And he's just about to step into his purpose. You know what that tells us is that God's plan doesn't revolve around how old you are. It doesn't revolve around your age. And so you're not too young to step into God's purpose. Now's your time. And you're not too old. You, have, you can't count yourself out because the Lord still needs to use you.
1: That's good. First point today, we have victory requires preparation. Okay? So has anybody had a new job or they just started playing a sport or anything like that? Did you excel immediately? No. It took some time. It was preparation. You didn't start winning immediately. You have to go to practice you have to do the right thing. You have to get in the weight room. You have to do all these different things. So we live in a society that wants things right now, instantaneously, right? You go to Taco Bell, you want your meal in like two minutes. You want popcorn, you want it in the microwave. We want everything right now. We're an instantaneous society right now. So um, I've got a story um, of a guy. You, you guys might know him. I'm not really sure. Um, this guy? Does anybody know this guy? That's right, that's right. It's no coincidence your boy is wearing purple and gold today, okay? All right, so this guy right here, Joe Burrow, won the AFC championship, okay? Before he was this guy, he was this guy. Won the Heisman. Before he was this guy, he was this guy. That's what I'm talking about, national championship. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. That's right. National championships. Before that, he was this guy. Third string backup at Ohio State. Okay? Third string behind two other guys that went in the first round of the draft. He stayed there. He did his time. He prepared and prepared and prepared. And he hit the transfer portal. But before he was this, he was this. It's a rough picture. <laughs> okay? Preparation. Preparation. He didn't start out winning the AFC championship. It started right here when he was in high school. He didn't start winning a Heisman Trophy as a third-string backup. Preparation. He put the time in. Listening to the guys before him, watching film, breaking it down. Same thing with Joshua. You have to be patient in the process of preparation. Joshua served 40 years. Joe Burrow was behind him for two years, and he said, I got to go. I got to go to my destiny. Joshua was for 40 years. He didn't get promoted until he was 80 years old. Nicole just talked about it. You're never too old to walk into your purpose. 80 years old he was in it, but he did not complain. He was content. He served God, and he had the opportunities before him. He didn't get Um, He wasn't concerned about the opportunities that he didn't have. He stayed focused for the opportunity that God gave him. God will promote you when the time is right. Time wasn't right for Joe. and time wasn't right for Joshua for those 40 years. Not the 39th year, but the 40th year. You have to be submissive to the authority. And I'm going to talk to you guys. You have to be submissive to your authority. Your parents. Your teachers, wherever you're going to go, your bosses, when you go into the workforce, submit yourself to authority. Joshua was submissive to Moses' leadership and authority his life. My first point is, you will never be a great leader if you can't first learn to be a great follower. Repeat that. You'll never be a great leader if you can't be first learn to be a great follower. You've got to be under authority before being in authority. When Moses went up to Mount Sinai, guess who was right there with him? Joshua. To get the Ten Commandments, your boy was right there with him. At the end of Moses' life, Joshua was chosen because he prepared and trained under Moses. Numbers, chapter 27, verse 18 and 20. The Lord replied, take Joshua, son of Nun." Who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar, the priest before the whole community, and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him, so the whole community of Israel will obey him. Nicole touched on it earlier. Joshua 1 isn't the beginning of the story, but it's the beginning of this purpose being fulfilled. He was set in his role because he was patient in the process. Joe was patient in his process. So was Joshua. So point one, victory requires preparation.
2: That's right. I knew Tyler was going to talk about LSU football if he had the chance. Yeah. Um, How many of you ladies are glad it's not college football season right now? Nobody. (laughs) You left me hanging. Somebody left me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so moving on to point number two. Victory requires faith in God's promises. So we're looking at verses 3 through 6, and it says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of all the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So God had made the promise to Abraham, right? He promised Abraham a long time ago that they would get to this promised land. And for 400 years, the children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt. 400 years. That's a long time. And then the Lord finally delivers them, and then they wander around for another 40, just for the pay of it, like, yay. Um, And so 40 years of disobedience plus 400 years of slavery, and after all this time, it's like, all right, it's time to go to the promised land. And so God has told Joshua at this point, it's time to go. It's time to take action and go into the promised land. You've heard about it, and you've heard about it, and i promise it. But at some point, you got to have faith to act on it. So, Joshua hears what the Lord has to say to him, and he starts to do it. We want to remind you today that faith takes action, and faith is acting like God told you the truth. Faith is acting on it. If you just hear it, that's one thing. If you just know that the promise is there, that's one thing. But if you want it, you got to act on it, right? And so if you really believe that what the Lord has told you is true, do you believe it enough to act on it? Do you believe it enough to act on it so that you can see the promise fulfilled? I think we, we get held up in the action part sometimes. It's safer and it doesn't require much skin in the game for us to just sit on the promise and say, well, I'll just wait on the Lord to deliver it. Right. He's waiting on us, on. right? Yeah. You've got to have some skin in the game. And so faith... Is acting like God told you the truth. One of my favorite verses is Numbers 23, 19. And it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a man that he should repent. He has said and will he not do, or as or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? If the Lord's promised something to you, you can bank on it because it's gonna to come to pass, right? It might not be exactly when you want it to come to pass, it might take a minute. Um, and that's where we have to be patient in the process. I think it's funny that he talked about patience because that ain't his thing. But it might not come exactly when you think it should come. But if the Lord said it, he's going to do it. He's going to do it every time because he's faithful. We talked about that in the last psalm this morning. Um, if God promises us something, it's already done. It's just a matter of us being obedient to bring that into fruition. It's it's on us a lot of the times, and when we get it wrong, we're like, "Well, where are you, Lord? Well, where what are you doing? Where's your faith?" And so, um, this promise that was made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, this promise that we've heard about for so long, has finally fallen on Joshua's shoulders. What an honor! What an honor to get to be the person that leads the children of Israel into the promised land because you have faith to act. That's awesome. All right, right, we're moving on to point number three. So victory, we said, requires faith in God's promises. Number three, victory requires obedience to God's word. Um, Verses seven and eight say, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So here's the here's the thing. We talked about uh, Moses going up to Mount Sinai and Joshua being with them. God had spoken to Abraham, right? But Moses is the first person that wrote down what the Lord said. So for the first time, you've got the written word. And that's what verses 7 and 8 is talking about. And so when Moses passes on, then Joshua becomes the keeper of that sacred word. And he's saying, hey, Joshua, don't forget about that word that's been written down. Hey, Joshua, make sure you go back and you read it and you know it. First, got to read it and you got to know it. But then you've got to obey it. And so um, God told him, hold on to the law, keep the law, live the law out, do the law. And that's how you're successful and you're prosperous. And so blessings from God are often conditional on our obedience to God. And that's hard sometimes. I don't know about y'all. I I sometimes, especially when I was younger, um, there are moments in my life where I can look back and think I wasn't super obedient um, Hannah is here today, and so I'll tell the story. Uh, after when when I was younger, we were in church. We weren't in this building. We were in the building um, downtown, and it was much smaller. And um, we were in children's church. And Hannah and I are in elementary at this point. I don't even know if there is an Alicia and Emily they're somewhere there somewhere. I don't even think they're discovered America yet. And so um, we, Hannah and I, had had a bit of a fallout on Sunday morning before church. That probably doesn't happen at your house because you're holy, but it does at ours. And so we have really had some arguments before church started, and our mom told us, get it together, we're going to church. And our mama, God love her, um, was not a mama that you needed to question or go back and say, uh, she she wasn't a counting mama, not a one, two, three, one, call your daddy, she wasn't doing that. Never did she count on us. It was like you better straighten up and fly right. And so we knew before we went to church that we needed to get it together. So we did. We go in church acting like we're holy, like the rest of y'all, and like we hadn't just had a breakdown on the way there. And um, she. So we we go to different classes. I'm sure the lesson was great that day, but Hannah and I were walking in the flesh, and we didn't pay attention to it. And so when we got out of church, we we're still mad at each other. Like. The, the argument has carried over after church. And so our mom and our dad would talk at the end of church like they wanted to be the last person out the door every week. And that used to aggravate the snout out of us. And our favorite thing about Sundays, other than going to church, because we were going to get up and go to church on Sundays, our favorite thing was to go eat after church on Sundays. Like, you know, that Sunday lunch, you want to go to a restaurant, especially when you're little. I mean, you want to go. And so... Our dad would sometimes pull out the old, we have leftovers in the fridge, girls. And we were like, we don't want the leftovers in the fridge, Dad. Like he would be like, we have sandwich meat at home or something like that. But, but our mama didn't want to go home and cook every week. And I understand that now being a mama. You don't want to go home and cook and clean up the kitchen. So sometimes it was just easier to go. So our favorite place when we were tiny was Western Sizzlin'. Come on, you remember. Sizzler. The Sizzler. They're looking like, I don't remember. You don't remember, do you? You remember? Okay, good. That makes me feel good. So you remember the carpet? You remember the mirrors that everybody would touch? You remember the buffet that like everybody in Simpson County had touched on a Sunday? And then the ice cream machine. And you knew you knew that Mom and Dad were gonna let you get the ice cream afterwards because it was free, so you could have it. Because otherwise they wouldn't really let us order dessert because there's a bunch of us. And so, um, anyway, Western Sizzling was our place. So we knew that morning when we had kind of had to throw down at, at home that Mom hadn't laid out anything to cook for lunch. And that was a good sign because that meant we were probably going to Western Sizzling. And then the church service happens, and, you know, we have our fallout. And um, After church, Mom is talking, and Dad, are, they're talking, and they're like, go to the car, and we'll get ready to go to lunch. And so they think we've squashed it. Well, we get to the car, and I, probably Hannah said something to me. I don't remember. I'm going to blame it on her. Um, but somebody said something, and all of a sudden, like, we started just kind of, like, roughhousing, and girls pull hair, and it just got bad. And our mama turned the corner, and she saw the van, her green <laughs> van. Bed. Oh, man. We didn't get to go to Western Sizzling that day. And when we got in the car, she was like, what are y'all doing? You know, she's... She's letting us have it. And um, Hannah just starts crying. I'll never forget. She just started crying. She's probably like four or five at this point. She's like, we're not going to get to go to Western Sizzling. And that was the worst part. You have to be obedient to get the Western Sizzling ice cream. you got to be obedient. And sometimes we take ourselves out of the Lord's blessings because we haven't been obedient. Our mama would have taken us to get some Western Sizzling swirl ice cream with the little Oreos on top. Had we not been throwing down outside after church. And so um, victory requires obedience to God's word.
1: Baton Rouge did not have a Western sizzling. <laughs> so I don't really know what you guys are talking about. This encounter. Or anything, but it sounds fun. It sounds really good. <laughs> they didn't have that. Last one. Point number four. Victory requires strength and courage. God told Joshua be strong And courageous. Deuteronomy chapter thirty one, verse seven and eight. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with these with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He ain't going behind you. He's going in front of you. Y'all, he needs to go in front of you. When you're going to class, you're meeting a, a, a significant other, you need to put him in front of you. Put the Lord in front. Lead with him. Lead with the Lord. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Moses was speaking prophetically here, calling out the destiny. Then God spoke the same words over Joshua and Moses had spoken over him. So Joshua went to work immediately. Joshua 1 verse 10 and 11. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, "Pass through the camp and command people saying, command the people saying, prepare your provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go and possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. Anybody ever go on vacation? Raise your hand if you go to the beach or anything. We go to the beach with Mr. David over here. And when we're going on a trip, it's, y'all got cases of water, y'all got snacks, y'all got this. Same thing that he's saying right here. Grab your provisions. We're going on a trip. We're going. We're going to cross over the river. Grab your provisions. Get your clothes. Get your stuff. We're going. Your bottles of water, cases of water, let's go. We're going. He declared that they were going to, to possess of to take possession of what God said to possess. God has a destiny for you, but you have to go in and possess it. You have to go in and possess it. When you go on a beach trip, you look up the maps, you up, you pull up Waze, Google Maps, Apple Maps cold maps on her phone does not work all the time. But if there's an estimated time, I'm like, I'm going to beat this. (laughs) Has anybody ever done that before? I know I'm not the only one. If this says two hours, I'm like, one hour and 59 minutes. (laughs) One hour and 59 minutes. In the map, it should have taken them 11 days. Right? 40 years. 40 years. They didn't beat the Apple Maps. Google Maps, they didn't beat it. And the Israelites responded. So they answered Joshua and saying, this is in Joshua 16 verse 18. So they answered Joshua saying, all that you had commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed to you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against you, Your command and does not heed your words and all that you command in him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. This next chapter of your life, heed those words. Be strong and be courageous. The people echoed exactly what Moses has said. Encouraging Joshua. When God said, be strong, he wasn't saying that Joshua was weak. He wasn't saying that at all. He was saying, Joshua, you were made for this. Lizzie, you were made for this. Riley, you were made for this. You were made to win because I'm with you. Not me, the Lord. The Lord is with you because I'm with you. You can be strong and courageous. I got you. I got you. God is still speaking that to us today. And he's telling us to be strong and courageous. We were made to win. We're made to win. No matter what you're facing, we can be victorious. But Tyler, my finances. Uh, be courageous. Be victorious. Oh, Tyler, my relationship with my significant. Be courageous. Be strong. Be victorious in everything that we do. You understand? My job stinks, it's toxic. Be courageous, be strong. Four things. Prepare. Have faith in his promises. Be obedient to his word. And lastly, be strong and courageous. In anything that you do, keep God first. Let him go before you. Let him do that. We are so happy for you guys. This is a big change in your life. And we we are behind you 110%. I know mean, your families are too, but... If you ever need anything, Nicole and I will always need for
2: you. We want to go ahead and pray. Um, so if you'll bow your heads. Jesus, we come to you today and we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the opportunity to honor two really special young women today. But Lord, we pray that as a body of believers, that we would be victorious. That we would be reminded that you have already won, God, and we have been made to win as well. Lord, don't let us walk around defeated. Don't let us walk around not living in our purpose, in obedience to you, God. If we don't know what our purpose is, I pray that you start to reveal that to people today. I pray that as they're sitting in their seats, God, that you start to download into them what their purpose and their destiny is. I pray that they'll be eager to listen and be receptive to that and be have, have the faith to walk in it, Lord. When you lay it on their hearts, God, I pray that they'd have the faith to walk in it. I pray that we'd be obedient in what you've called us to do and that we'd be strong and that we'd be courageous because we were made to win. In Jesus' name,
0: I pray. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's teaching of the week. We invite you to join us for the Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 a.m. or learn more at churchalive.net.